0: It's like a very uh, sacred assembly here tonight. Beautiful. Every word. So precious. So we will have a message and then communion. And I'd like to read a couple verses to you. Uh, the first one is Galatians. Chapter six, verse fourteen. This relates to Dr. Stevens' message, which I want to go over with you in the message which we heard just a few minutes ago. So, uh, Galatians six fourteen. <clears throat> Okay, there it is. Lord, this is a holy assembly. We are listening and we need we need help. We need you. We need words. We need a touch. We need encouragement. We our worshipers. We have embraced truth in our inner man. We are liberated. We have found a new way, a new way of life. We found quality peace, quality love, quality joy in our hearts. Not like the world gives. We have found it. We have found quietness, concentration, Focus, reality, we have found you, Lord. we praise you, bless our, our our thoughts here tonight and our joy, our fellowship in Christ's name. Amen, OK, verse fourteen, but God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of Christ, the Lord of our Lord Jesus Christ. The cross, that's the key phrase there, the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. What is that, the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ? By whom the world is crucified unto me, and I am crucified unto the world. So you have three crosses. One we will call the world. The center one is Christ and the other one is you or me, you and me. Because when Christ died, there were three crosses. There was one one man. He did not believe. He was lost, and that's the world. World doesn't believe in Christ. The world doesn't accept Christ. Never will. World is evil. World is. Without Christ, without God. God made the world, but the world received him not. Uh, but regarding you and I, I have been crucified with him, it says in Romans 6 4. When this thief on the cross died, he wasn't, he, he, he um, uh, it represents you and me. There, there's only two kinds of people. There's the lost and there's the saved. There are those that that don't have Christ, don't have the spirit of Christ, don't have the faith, don't have the attitude, are not hungry, not broken, not convicted, not persuaded. It's like this: the world. This thief said to Jesus, "Save yourself and us. If you are the Christ, then save yourself and us." And, and we will live. And I, and I, I said recently another way of saying it. Save us, save us so that we can go, go on and steal. We are thieves. We want to live. But don't change my life. I want to live and, and just go on my way. Live my life for me. That's how the world is. Yeah, God, save us, save us, just so that we can go on in our sin. But when God saves you, He's like the other thief, what did He say? He said, Lord, remember me. He didn't say, save me. He said, just remember me. He actually rebuked the other thief and said, be quiet. What we have done, we deserve what we are getting, but he has done nothing wrong. And then he said to the Lord, remember me, remember me. He didn't say save me. He said, just remember me when you come into your kingdom. He was humble. He was broken. He wasn't asking for much. He didn't believe he deserved it. But enough faith to say, remember me. And so he's a picture of a saved person. that That's when we are convicted of our sin and our, our way of life. We are convicted of it. We are persuaded. I am a sinner and I need Christ. So the cross has many, has something very important for us. And I want you to see when Dr. Doctor Stevens mentioned in his message, if you re, You know, a few minutes ago, he said, your trial is from God. But your trial is not God. But through the trial that God gave you, you can find God. When you find God, your trial is different. You are victorious in your trial. We'll see it in a minute. Turn to uh, the other verse is. Philippians chapter 3. Because I've, I've got to be honest with you, we live in a culture, we are so soft, so compromising, we are so addicted, we are so tolerant, we are so compromising, we don't have a cross we are so good at explaining ourselves. We're so good at excusing ourselves. We're so good at rationalizing our situation. We have we have trouble in life, and like like the first one, we get angry with it with is God. Why did you do this to me? You know why? Like I, I I have these feelings. We have my, a lot of feeling in life you got to get tough. Come on. you got to get real. you got to get with God. You can't be led by your heart. You cannot be led by your feelings. You cannot just do whatever you want to do. You need a cross. We need a cross in our lives. Really, it changes our lives. It's a great gift. God gave us a cross. He gave us a whole way of thinking where we decide. Here's a a small picture. You get the idea of it in, in a principle. Here is your life, and you are at the center. The cross changes that. Let me draw it a different way. Here is your life, you are at the center. What does the cross do? The cross puts Christ at the center. And you are, you are not at the center. By the cross, God is at the center. Your will, God. Your will. Not my will, your will. I don't like it. I don't like it. I am afraid of it. I'm, I don't like it. I, I have a lot of reasons and a lot of excuses and a lot of feelings and a lot of, a lot of stuff in my heart. And the Lord says, come on. Come on, grow up. Come on. Follow me. Take up the cross. I don't want to. I don't want to. And so then we don't. And then we end up over here in some way of thinking that is not what we really need. We don't find God. We don't find God. We might say we do, but we don't find God. You can when you find God, you find God and God is love and joy and peace. When we find God, we find holiness. We find freedom. We find joy. We find a new life when we find God. And the only way to find God is at the cross. There's one place in time where you can be sure God will honor you, and that's at the cross. There's one place in your mind and heart that you can find God. And it's not in your comfort. It's at the cross. It's not with our excuses. It's at the cross. It's not what our preferences are. It's at the cross. Yeah. So here, here is. here. Watch. Look up at the screen. Watch what happens. You put Jesus. You put Jesus at the center. And guess what? You're at the side. And guess what happens? You end up with him in the center how did i how i get here I feel like I'm in control. I feel like I have peace. I feel like I'm the head and not the tail. How is it that I got that authority? How did I get that authority in my life over my addictions and my personal problems and my attitude? How did I get this holy attitude that came from God? It came by, by surrendering my life to God at the cross. Now read Philippians 3, please. Verse 18. For many walk, these are Christians. For many Christians walk. He's talking to the church at Philippi. For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and I tell you even weeping. They are Christians. They are the enemies of the cross of Christ. How could they be the enemies? Because my self-life is more important to me. My, my life is more important to me than God's will, God's way. And Paul is saying they are the enemies of the cross. They haven't found the power that's there, the mind that is there. They haven't found the way of God. Remember, God's ways are not our ways, and his wisdom is not our wisdom. There are many talented people in life, and they're living very good lives, but they don't have a cross. There are many talented, many rich, talented graduates and successful and everything, but you look at their life, go a little deeper and see. Do they have authority over their sexual passion? Do they have authority over sexual addiction? Do they have authority over their medications? Do they have authority over their attitude? Can they keep their marriage together? Can they raise their children and their children feel right at home? Because there is life and there is love that is in the home. Uh, Do they have the authority to forgive or are they bitter? Do they become grumpy, bitter, old people that are selfish and very rich and very capable people and very smart, but they don't have the wisdom of God? Because they don't have the cross. Yeah, I'm talking about me and you. There's no, no way I would ever be doing what I'm doing. I would, no way I would be here except Jesus Christ was gracious to us to teach us how to live our life. And we made decisions. I didn't want to be in that church up in Maine. I was in Maine, up in church, the church with Dr. Stevens, and I'm from New York. And there was like differences. And, and, and I, I, you know, the whole way it was and everything, but you look again at those people, and you see Christ is in those people. The culture is different. Accent is different. Language can be different. Food can be different. Music preferences can be different. Uh, disposition, age differences, uh, uh, all kinds of things that we make, we make our life around a natural man. But when you accept Christ, you not only are accepting Christ, but you are starting to listen to Christ. Believe in Christ. Lose your life for Christ. Embrace Christ and find Christ. And what did he say here? There are many that are not walking that way. And I am weeping about it. And look at where they end up. Verse 19. Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly. Okay, let's have a light moment here. Okay, tap your tummy. Go ahead, tap your tummy. God is my belly. God is my belly. What's in my belly? I have an appetite there. God is my appetite. God is my hormones. God is my personal preferences, my natural life. God is my belly, not the cross. My belly governs my life. My belly drives my appetites. My belly determines for me my life. My belly leads me into an addiction that I cannot get out of. My, my belly did it. How, how does adultery happen? Your belly does it, so to speak. You follow me, I'm sure. You know what I'm saying. I'm serious about it. I am serious about that sin is wicked. That sin is evil. That this sin destroys families. That sin has destroys people. You get a wound they cannot be cured from in Proverbs chapter 6. You get something wrong in your soul and in your mind. And you and I need the cross. The cross means you forgive your enemy. The cross means you control your appetites. The cross means that you flee from sin. The cross means you flee from your fantasy in your mind. That you've invented in your mind about that person that you fall in love with. And you're not falling in love with that person. If you knew that person, you'd run away from them. You have no idea what you are getting into. That is simply wrong. It is evil. It is wicked. It is wrong. You know what I need in my life? The cross. What did Paul say? I glory in it. It's the thing that changed my life. I glory in it. The world is crucified unto me the world the world lies about me, but it doesn't bother me because uh, it's crucified unto me they their you know their na- names sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. They lies the accusations the world the way the world is, and what they say or do about you and I. That is all crucified unto us. That has no power over you and I. We are above it through the cross. And the sin, then, then our sin nature, we are crucified with Christ and now we are alive, and yet not I, but Christ lives within me. How does our church grow? How do we mature as a person? How do you get beyond yourself? How do you get beyond your subjective, abstract mind? How do you get beyond your feelings and touchy-feeling, artsy kind of, you know, well, the mood And the mood and the ideas and the philosophy and the feelings and all of that. How do you and I grow up so that we can do a real battle for God to the glory of God and obey him even when it hurts us? How can that happen? The cross. Man, that's good. That changed our lives years ago. And we haven't forsaken it. We believe it and by God's grace is being taught in the world where wherever God's people are teaching and sharing and leading people into a deeper life. I got to go into a deeper life. I want to find a deeper life. Remember the river in Ezekiel that went up to Ezekiel's ankles and the Lord, the the angel said, come up further, a thousand more cubits. And it went to his knees. It was like very slope of the water was so, it was so a fine slope. It walked a long way. Where where to get to his knees. And then another thousand cubits in the river and it went up to his hips. And another thousand. I mean, he's way out there. He's a quarter of a mile out there before he's swimming in it. That's like the Christian life. When you're only up to your ankles, you go, you're in the water like at the beach, you know, up to your ankles. And, okay, I got enough. I'm done. When it's, it's up to your knees... Hey, I can still get out of here. I'm up to my knees and I'm out of here. And that's how it is. But if you want to really your life to really go for a ride, you want God to take over your life, keep going. You'll be swimming in the river that's from God. It says in Psalm 46, The mountains may be removed and the earth shaken, but there is a river that makes glad the city of God. There is a river for your life. The only thing is that you want to go your way. And I want to go my way, and Paul is weeping and saying, "There is a better way. there's a way that will take over and help you little by little. It isn't necessarily like one meeting that will do it, but it's little by little, decision by decision, and you will find your way you will find your way, living a life that is beyond you. for you to live, for you to live is Christ amazing isn't it let's finish it it says God is their belly whose glory is their shame whose glory is their shame okay I gotta illustrate that that piece there (laughs) their glory is their shame anybody have an old photograph of you with a funny hairdo or kind of aged age clothing or something, you know. How about a, a, a photograph that you would be ashamed of? But at the moment when it was taken, you were very proud of your hairdo. You're very proud of the fashion. You're very proud of the clothes that you had on. But now when you find the photo, you destroy the photo. I don't want anybody to ever see me with that haircut. Where I now, don't want the, you get the idea. There are things in this life that you are glorying in that later you would be ashamed of when you stand before God. I am ashamed of what I did. I am ashamed of what happened. But I, of course, understand, please, our sins are forgiven. Our life is new. We'll go before God with boldness. We'll stand before Him in jo- Jude twenty-four, and um, uh, the, our 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 shame will be First John two twenty-nine, momentary, momentary. But we'll realize that we did live a foolish life. We pursued our belly instead of God. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny to do an autopsy on somebody and pull their stomach out of their body? It's probably vulgar for you. But I, my dad was a butcher, so I'm not moved by it. <laughs> but that stomach, that stomach or God, how did that man live by his stomach when he could have lived through God? What do you think? Okay, point made. They mind earthly things. Look at the last part. They mind earthly things. That's us. We do. We're afraid of people. We're afraid of what will happen. We're afraid of our retirement. We're afraid of getting sick. We're afraid of our how. We're afraid of losing our family. We're afraid of let's make it all clear right now. We're going to lose it all. Everything, people, everything, we're losing it all in this life. Take up the cross and your life will be like up on the screen here. If you are in the center, you're going to lose it. all. It's all going. You're saved by grace. You'll go to heaven by the grace of God. Hallelujah. I hope that's clear to you. I don't want you to misunderstand me. We're talking about a way of life that you, you look for, you're, you're searching, you say, Jesus, I want that deeper life, and I, I want the cross in my life. And when I get the cross, I might end up with a family, I might not, but I will have God. When I get the cross, I might die young, I might die in old age, I do not know, God knows, but I will have God. Uh, When I have my money, I will have my money, but I might lose it all, or I might gain more of it. I'm not sure how that will go. But I have God, I have the cross with my money, I have the cross with my family, I have the cross with my future. I have the cross in my life, and I glory in it. That means that is my honor. It is the crown that I have. You might have your library or your office with a lot of diplomas and certificates all lined up, and you might have a lot of achievements in an earthly way. And congratulations, and we appreciate it. And may God bless you. But Without the cross, it ends when you're dead. It's over. One of our Supreme Court justices got cancer in the throat and died. And I I heard about them going to his office and emptying the whole thing, and I thought about it. His whole life, Supreme Court justice, very honorable man, gone. He's done. It's finished. It's end. It's over. Wow. Yes, Lord. What do you give me, Jesus? And he says, I give you the cross. And you and, and as you walk and you trust me, let's go to the last part. It's Exodus fifteen. This is what Dr. Stevens said in his message verse twenty three When they came to Mara, they could not drink of the waters of Mara, for they were bitter, therefore the name of it was called Mara, Mara, but bitter. Better, better word or the real meaning there is, okay, bitter or salty water, like wa- water that you can't drink, water, brackish maybe, bitter water or salty water or water that you cannot drink it. So the Jews had come out of Egypt. They came to this place. They're very thirsty, of course, and there's a couple million of them, and they really need water. Water, excuse me, verse 24. And people murmured against Moses, saying, what shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord. The Lord showed him a tree. What? A tree. Lord, no, I, I said water. And you're showing me tree? Okay. Like, it's like, I say monkey. And you say tennis ball. You know. I say round. You say square. I say black, you say white. Like what? I said water, and you said tree. That's God. That's the cross. That's how God is with us. You cannot put God in a box. You cannot figure it out. You cannot design it your own way. You cannot put demands on him. He's in charge. He is God, and he's going to show you something. He showed Moses a tree. But Moses is humble. And he was saying, what what is it? What do you want? He said, throw it in the water. In verse uh, 25, the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statue and an ordinance, and there he proved them. And said, if you will hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, number one. Here it is. What's the cross? Listening. If you will hearken unto the voice of the Lord, I will, I'm will. i telling you, when I say knock it off, knock it off. When I say follow me, trust me, then do it. When I say flee in your, your temptation, then drop it. Knock it off. Get, grow up. Be wise. Trust God. Hearken unto me. Get your face in the book. Have your heart before God, trust him, hearken unto me, listen to me. And then he said the second thing there, and will do that which is right in his sight. We'll do that which is right in his sight. He will do, he will hear and he will do it. He will hear, and you he do will do it. My wife and I, I just share this as a personal testimony. I want to wrap it up here, but I, the spirit of God is so strong here tonight; it's beautiful, and I think you know that. We are talking. We've been married forty-seven years, and there were times when I lived in a. Uh, uh, in Hungary without my family like long periods of time like months, like four months was the longest and that that, that was a long time but we would meet each other a couple of weeks and you know the story maybe and then her also and I said you, you have been such a loyal, loyal loyal wife loyal and she said I had to be focused I had to be focused because we had it raising our family that she had to be focused. And I said, I also, when I was living in Hungary, I also had to be focused. And I followed our teaching, like not be with a man, a woman alone, not be a, with a woman alone in a room. If you are attracted or fascinated or you are drawn to somebody that is not your wife, all to all the men here. Can you handle that? What did God say? You listen to me and you do what I say. You listen to me and you do what I say. You flee. You flee from it. How, how, we had Mark DeMoss here. He said, what was it, 87? He had 87 names of leaders of organizations and churches where they failed in this area. And I, I thank you for your prayers and for all of our pastors around the world. I can imagine all of our pastors around the world, hundreds of them with a sin nature, hundreds of them, maybe even thousands of them that are in the world that are ministering and by God's grace they can do this. They can, they can take a tree, they can have a problem that water is bad. They can have a problem, and they go to God, and he says a tree, and that to me is like the cross. You take the cross, and you put it into the poison water, and now they can drink it. The cross will change your life. The cross will change your workplace. The cross can change your marriage. The cross can change your family life. The cross can change our church. The cross changes our life. The cross changes our old age and our young age. It, cha- it changes a teenager, an adult, a, a young adult, an elderly person. The cross is our way of life. Listen to me and follow me. And you will, you, you will be honored by me, John twelve twenty four. So that's a good New Year's Eve message. All right. Jesus we think of people who are really suffering today and they are crying out and be their comforter and lead them in the cross and anoint them and honor them and teach them and help them and for all of us this coming year may we have the cross in our hearts as a way of life that we our, our ugly words will be swallowed up and crucified at the cross our ugly attitude our sinful nature will be swallowed up and dealt with at the cross crucified our our selfishness will be just put away by the cross crucified and done and resurrected with life we will have the life and the holy spirit of God in our life, in our words, in our attitude, in our hearts. Lord, thank you for that. Yes, and fill us and make disciples to carry the cross and take up the cross. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.